From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. With me in the studio today is Rose Pasquale. She's a neuroscience PhD student who recently received the top prize in a poster competition from the Association for Research in Vision and Ophthalmology. She's going to talk with us about her research. Thanks for being here. Yes, it's great to be here. Now, your research is on how rod and cone pathways in the retina process visual information and allow us to see. But remind our listeners, tell us uh, about the eye. What part of the eye is the retina and what do the rods and cones do? Yeah, sure. So the retina is the light-sensitive tissue that's in the back of the eye. And the rods and the cones are the photoreceptors that are responsible for sensing this light. Uh, So the rods are typically thought to be able to see very dim light conditions and see slow-moving objects, while our cones allow us to see brighter lights, faster-moving objects, and also allow us to see colors. Okay, neat. Well, tell us about your research. So my research is currently focused on trying to figure out uh, what more detail about what these rod and cone pathways are doing and how they're contributing to vision. So this is important so that we can start to understand and figure out how to restore lost vision um, in cases of degenerative disease. So I'm currently using a tra- transgenic mouse models in which we can remove rod or cone function and we can see how those aspects are contributing to vision. And I'm using a behavioral assay to test this and we've actually gotten <clears throat> some quite interesting results um, in this process. Just learning what the rods can do without the cones and the cones can do without the rods? Exactly, a, yeah. Huh. So what we found is actually that the rods are able to do much more than we previously thought. So they're able to be active at much brighter light levels and they're able to track much faster moving objects than we, we had thought before. Huh, so this is starting. This is really transforming what we think in the field about how these rod pathways are working, and this could provide some some future insight into how to improve retinal's prosthetic devices um, to restore lost vision. Does your work get into anything with the brain? In other words, the eyes don't work independently. The brain's involved too, right, with vision? Yes, so. of course. Um, so I haven't looked into that into too much detail, but the behavioral assay that we use is a is a perceptual assay. So there are a lot of assays that have been done previously to our work um, that tests just reflexive responses or just records responses of, of individual cells in the retina, but that's not really representative of how we perceive objects. So that's where our work sort of comes in, and it, it, it brings the whole perceptual aspect in. Now, what's an assay? Uh, it's, it's, hmm. so it's in the laboratory. Yeah, so it's an experiment, essentially. So it's a, <clears throat> a behavioral experiment that we do. Okay, interesting. Well, looking, what is sort of the end result that you're looking for in your research? What do you hope, you know, if you could fast forward... Um, years, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you hope to be able to do with what you're working on now? So with what I'm working on now, and one of the goals in vision research in general is to be able to restore vision loss to disease. Because right now, it's it's we don't really have good treatments to prevent vision loss or restore vision loss. So I'm hoping with what I'm learning about how rod circuits are functioning, that I will be able to contribute to 
finding better ways to restore the lost, to restore lost vision. So most of the vision that's lost is um, to disease or aging. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. There could be usually. other, but usually it's It's disease. usually a disease. Uh, and most, the, the leading causes of vision loss are all diseases related to age, such as age-related macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, um, cataracts, etc. So a lot of people, um, maybe if they're not dealing with this now, they may in the future, and exactly. they don't know now that exactly. they might in the future. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Well, do you think there, t- there will be a time in your lifetime where people won't ha- there won't be like permanent vision loss? I'm hopeful that there will be in my lifetime. Um, um, Right now, like I said, one of the major goals in vision research is to restore lost vision. So um, that's where a lot of the research efforts are focused. That's where a lot of the, the funding for vision research is going is to research, you know, aiming to restore this. So it's, it's something that we look to in the field um, find better solutions for within the next 30 years. Interesting. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with neuroscience PhD student Rose Pasquale. Um, so how did you get interested and involved in vision research? Did you go to, um, what did you do in your undergraduate? Um, so in my undergraduate, I, I mean, I come from a very small town, so I was very, I was interested in science. That's what I knew going into my undergraduate degree. But beyond that, I wasn't really sure. Um, but I had a lot of professors um, and research advisors there who really encouraged me to move forward um, and look into a research career. So when I came here to Upstate, um, I, I started to do some research within the Center for Vision Research um, here at the Neuroscience Research Building. And I, I found that there was, it was a very strong community and that by addressing um, issues in vision research as it's part of the central nervous system, um, we're also learning a lot about, you know, it can, it can, it can help us learn a lot about how the, the brain functions as well. So it, it's a very broad field. It's a very interesting So uh, in your PhD, um, uh, you should have next year? You're in your last Hopefully. year? Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> very you- unpredictable, but... But you plan yes. to stay in research and yes, okay. Um, well, just looking in vision research in general, not the, not what you're working on specifically, but in general, um, is there a lot of genetics that's um, being looked at, or do you? Yes. So most of the uh, diseases associated with vision loss are associated with um, some sort because of genetic, of genetic. Uh, condition. Um, so there, there is a lot of work going on, um, trying to, to treat these diseases with, um, processes like gene therapy, for example, where if you know the, uh, genetic mutation, then you can go in and fix that specific gene. Um, there have been some clinical trials involved with that, with, um, diseases such as retinitis pigmentosa. So it's very exciting, uh, field going forward. What about um, prevention? I know you're dealing a lot with um, hoping for restoration, but um, are there efforts underway to prevent vision loss in the first place? Or yes, so that's a that's another um, goal, major goal in vision research is to you know catch these sort of things early and um, work to be able to prevent further uh, vision loss. I mean, ideally that that would be the goal. Um, 
because it's better to prevent something from happening in the first place than trying to go in and fix what's gone wrong. So what's happened. What about um, artificial intelligence? Is there any sort of interface with some of the advances and things that people are looking at with artificial intelligence? Uh, yes, yeah, so there they actually um, there are some retinal prosthetic implants uh, that are in the market. Um, they when you lose your vision completely, generally you would be a candidate for that. They're and, already on the market. Uh, yeah, they've already been tested in patients. Mm. Um, maybe not on the market, but but the, the retinal they're implants, out there. They're yes, just, okay. yes, they're they're out there. They've been they've been tested in patients, and um, they are able to restore vision in the sense that the patient is then able to maybe see light and some shadows, um, but they still are not able to, you know, see crisp detail. They're not able to read. They're not able to, you know, recognize their, their family spaces. So, I mean, part of my goal is to, by understanding the circuitry and what each retinal circuit is doing, what each router cone pathway is doing, maybe we can improve these prosthetics. So improve um, the, the con. Uh, perception of contrast per, per, and uh, things like that. So That's interesting that there's some advances to to at least do the, the light and, yeah. and things, but um, maybe there's a lot more to come in I that. I hope so. <laughs> Are there other areas in vision uh, research that you see emerging? Um, I think, uh, as we talked about earlier, um, currently gene therapy is is one that's moving forward very quickly. Um, the few, the, a few of the original clinical trials um, have been tested in children, um, and people are now working on improving these gene therapy techniques and using them for other retinal diseases. Interesting. So. Well, great. This has uh, been Upstate's HealthLink on Air. My guest has been Rose Pasquale. She's a graduate student working on her Ph.D. in neuroscience. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.